They're speaking to those terms like when it comes to your favorite and least favorite part about world building, storytelling, character building, like are they the same for each or are they different for each? Uh, walk me through like what you some of your likes and dislikes. Welcome back to another episode of the Nebulous Entertainment Podcast. Today we're going to be discussing basically dreaming, strategizing, and building some characters, some worlds, and the stories within. So Eric, we got you on the episode today as normal. Uh, seeing that you are, you know, the ideas, the majority of the ideas behind the characters, the worlds, and the stories, we're going to do this in a Q&A format. Sounds um, good. And let you just run with it. Cool. All right, so let's get into the first question. So, if you had to choose an IP, an ideal world to live in, which IP would you personally choose? And would you change anything? Um, that's tough. There's a lot of good ones. But my gut tells me it would definitely be Star Wars, which, if anybody knows me, they know that's going to be the answer. But um, I just think that that universe is so varied there's like just so much different styles of planets and all that kind of stuff and i would probably pick as controversial as this may be i would probably pick either coruscant or naboo to live on if we're getting real specific um and what i would change ooh, i don't know i don't think i would change anything because I, I think the conflict and everything within that IP gives it a lot of character. So, and conflict is probably something I'll be touching on more. Just, it's something I've been doing a lot of research on lately within writing, so. Right. That might bleed Maybe into you won't some... change anything in, in the old Star Wars, but I'm sure there'd be a few. Yeah, uh, we're, we're ignoring uh, the 2015 onwards kind of deal. We're just <laughs> pretending it's not even there. Sweet. Uh, next question. So, with your biggest inspiration when it comes to building stories, characters, and worlds, what would that be for you? Like, what what inspires you to build the characters you've built um, for Nebulos? Uh, for me, generally, it's uh, other like creative things I've experienced. So, like I said, Star Wars is a huge one, obviously, but everything from video games to books. Uh, movies and television shows all that kind of stuff just media in general has really helped me find what I like and it's actually helped me a lot on focusing in on you know when I f find a character like let's say uh, the characters from the Aurora IP like Zully or whatever when I find that character I can more easily fit them into a world because I can pull from things that might be similar, you know, you kind of learn how to theme things and that kind of stuff. Right, right. Yeah, no, definitely having a, um, a pretty big portfolio of being able to pull from multiple forms of media will help for sure. Because, you know, some things that are visually appealing might not be the best when it comes to reading uh, and or vice versa right. or audio. Right. Um, you know, maybe it's hard to paint a picture with an audio book for some, but then others, you know, it's very good. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it depends. It depends on, you know, the person and the story that's being told. Right. Sure. Um, 
So if we talk about, you know, staying along the lines of inspiration, you know, what physical setting, I know we had talked a little bit about this in one of our previous episodes, but, you know, for you, uh, what's one of like the physical settings like that brings out the, you know, the creative thinking, the inspiration with you the best? Um, definitely the way I like to set my desk up is I like, basically I want to have my desk completely cleared off. And then, you know, if I'm writing, it's, I have a lot of reference books beside me that, you know, where I can kind of see how dialogue is written or uh, exposition is written or anything like that. When it comes to drawing, I have just a massive collection of reference books there too. And I'll pull up images on my computer or, you know, thesaurus or whatever I'm using as a tool. But I really like to have whatever I'm doing right in front of me and then I just surround it with all of the other stuff that I use sort of as tools, I would say, as supplementary tools to what I'm doing. Um, and it's actually right, so kind unless... of funny. Um, sorry to interrupt. Just I've noticed that with our first IP, which is sort of a bright, cartoony, upbeat sort of thing, I get a lot of inspiration to work on that when it, the weather's really nice. This is just a weird thing I've noticed. And our second IP, which is a bit darker and a little more brooding, I guess. If it's rainy or a crappy overcast day, I can just fly with ideas. So the weather definitely has an impact, which I never really thought it would. But you get a lot of those overcast days in yeah, Pennsylvania. Yeah, Western PA. So our first IP, it struggles. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. No, I, I get it, though. Yeah, uh, definitely the surrounding. Um, that's a big one. So, you know, staying along those lines, um, walk like walk me through a little bit of the creative process for you. So building a character, designing a world, you know, writing a story. Do you, is it the same process for you? Or, you know, do you have one process that you do for one of the items that you don't do for the other or vice versa? Um, a lot of times for characters specifically... It comes with, like, the design comes in first. Like, I, you know, I kind of have a loose idea of what I want a character to be in my head. And then I start with the visual design. And then as I'm working on that, I'm thinking about the personality that I want to sort of imprint on this character and have them represent. And then that also then sort of feeds into how I iterate on the designs. And with world building, it's similar but basically, with uh, I'll stick with the Aurora IP for now. But you know, with the characters that we've been working on there, I take into consideration the characters that we've designed and like the cultures that they might be part of, and have that inspire the lore of the worlds, you know, the magics, the the visuals, things like that. that then you know they can tie back in and sort of have a a unison of design. So, so they kind of, they do feed off of, one another for sure. Right. So, so you do pull some of the story elements from like real life experiences. Um, you know, even, even if people might look at something, especially like the magic and be like, yeah, that would never happen. But some of it has to be pulled. I feel like especially maybe, maybe less from like the world building, uh, but more from just the way that the characters react and interact um, there has to be, you know, uh, some truth behind it, right? To make it relatable. 
definitely. Um, I think that's that's one of the biggest things when designing a character for me is even if I don't design a character to look like somebody I know, there's a large chance that some of their personality is pulled from somebody I know. So then, you know, it would be like saying that I made a character who is based off of the personality of a friend. So they might be like a bubbly, happy-go-lucky person, or they might be more reserved, quiet, and, you know, intellectual maybe. So I definitely pull a lot of inspiration from personalities from people I know. And then as I'm writing, uh, dialogue is something that's tricky for me to write, you know, because when I, when I write, to me, when I'm writing as a character and then trying to reply as another character, I'm trying to separate how I would reply to what someone says to what that character or how that character would reply. So, like I just said, the bubbly, optimistic person is going to talk in a different manner than somebody that is more, you know, quiet and reserved. So, right. and that comes a big, down to... A big thing is... Go ahead. Yeah, no, right. And I'm just saying, like, real quick, just a big thing for that is, you know, while characters, their actions may not even be, you know, remotely accurate uh, to what we as humans can do uh, in terms of how they talk... Um, maybe some of their mannerisms, you know, some of the struggles and the hardships that they go through, that's what people a lot of the times can relate to. Right. right? Which makes a character more attachable. Right. And like, um, you know, we haven't really had the chance to explore a lot of that in our games yet, but as something that we are, you know, you know, as well as I do, we're really trying to focus on the second project. And that's like the biggest hope is that, you know, with this character that we're working on, no matter who the person is, we want them to be able to form an attachment with that character through the experiences that the character goes through, even though that's going to be totally fantasy and totally, you know, in a magic world or whatever, but that the feelings and the sort of challenges that a character goes through could be something that someone might be able to relate to something in their own lives or just empathize with a character so that's right. uh yeah it's definitely a good point so you know speaking to those terms like when it comes to your favorite and least favorite part about world building storytelling character building like are they the same for each or are they different for each uh, walk me through like what you some of your likes and dislikes. Um, so, obviously, being the more visual person, the thing I love doing is like creating concepts for characters. So, doing like the actual physical design of a character or elements of a world. Um, and it's not that I dislike the other parts. I just think that I'm not used to them yet, or I'm not as adept as I would want to be with them. So for instance, it always seems to me like when I'm creating a world or, you know, a, 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 an IP, I guess I would call it, I often find an initial idea and I love that idea so much and I can like build upon it really easily. But then there comes this hurdle sort of right after the beginning stage and right after I get that rush of inspiration where I find it hard to say like, okay, where do I take this next? 
while still sticking true to that original idea and excitement. And so that, um, that's always where I trip up the most. It, it happened with Aurora, you know, with, like, I had Zully drawn first, and then I was like, okay, now what? Like, he's a pirate, now what? And it didn't come till weeks later when we sort of started filling in with Pelicana and, you know, the Aurora Isles and all these different, like, aspects of the world that he was surrounded in that that was the biggest challenge. So I think that's it for me. And sometimes something I, I guess I would say is a dislike is I wish I were able to convey some of the ideas I had a little better to, you know, like you guys or whoever I'm talking to. Just because I'm like, I'm tired of saying, oh, this is so cool. Just wait, just wait, just wait. This is going to be so cool. Because it's like you want to have a good idea and you know it's in there but putting it to words and putting it to paper can be just an absolute challenge so right i mean it can be hard to convey you know the excitement and just everything that's going on in your head to other people right um, that's what makes the sales game so important because <laughs> you know people do it in every industry but sticking with the stories do you write the stories, do you tend to write them with an end already in sight, or would you rather just start with an intro and figure it out as you go? Um, it actually, it really varies. Uh, so, you know, a lot of times I'll have, like we just talked about, I'll have the world and I'll have the characters, and then kind of not know where to go with it. But occasionally, and with some of these stories, like I have ideas for scenarios or events that might happen in the stories and then i'll want to build off of that so something i talked about when you first asked me about was conflict and the more i've been researching and like listening to lectures and all this stuff on writing you know conflict is the core of every story whether it's between two characters or you know between two factions of a world or two armies or you know whatever it may be there's that is the core of everything so what i'm finding now is that i can kind of find an interesting conflict that might have a twist to it or a unique angle and then i kind of have to work backwards to say okay how did these characters get into this predicament in this world and then i have to kind of challenge myself and say okay how is it going to be resolved and what is going to come of it so what is learned from the conflict that can be then carried and considered growth for the characters. Um, but yeah. Right. Uh, beginnings are often, I think, easier than ends. I think it's cool to have ideas for an end of something. You know, especially visually. Like, we can definitely... I feel like we kind of know how to... Or how we want to end things on a neat, interesting note. But it's getting to that point that can be the challenge. Right, and sometimes too with an end, you know, once you get there, you realize you can go further. So right. you try to push it even more. Yeah, for so, sure. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's to each their own, right? Uh, to the people listening or to the people watching this, um, you know, I know in school sometimes, especially people are like, well, you know, write the body paragraphs first and then come back to the intro. Yeah, right? I could. So you do just that. start adding <laughs> to the middle and then coming back. I, yeah, I mean, it's. It, some people work in different ways, mm -hmm. right? So 
getting into, I know we had also talked about this in a, a different podcast, but we didn't really dive too much deeper into it, but um, getting into, you know, having some struggles with creative blocks, especially um, in this industry and especially with your mindset, let's talk about some tips and tricks that you go through or that you do to help push those creative blocks away so that you can continue, um, you know, continue what you're working on. Yeah. Um, and we, again, we did talk about this before, but in the term, we talked about it more actually in terms of like the art side. So in terms of, you know, writing and creating and world building, I guess, is where we have this conversation. To me, again, having multiple IPs or multiple things that you can work on is probably been the best thing for me. As you know, I'll be having a conversation about you with one thing and then, you know, the next day it'll be a totally different IP talking about a totally different idea I had. And that's typically because I'll work on something and then when I start to feel my momentum slipping, instead of trying to uh, like double down on it, you know, I like to move towards something else because I know when I double down on something, then the logic part of my brain starts picking everything apart that I had already done. And that to me is backwards progress. So if I'm thinking about, let's say this Aurora stuff and I'm like, okay, this idea isn't working. I can't figure out what to do with this character. Instead of trying to push past that in that moment, sometimes it's easier for me to just step away, you know, work on a different IP or even just go and do something entirely unrelated. Reading a book definitely helps. Uh, recently, I've got back into reading a lot of different fantasy and science fiction books. Uh, and that has definitely helped. Watching movies and television shows, even. I mean, yeah, it might rot your brain or whatever, but I think it's rotting in a decent way sometimes. Uh, or playing games, too, you know. Uh, we've talked about that a little bit before of just the different types of games that are out there is just exponential and those sometimes getting into one of those for a couple hours or going and beating a new game it just can inspire you in ways you might not think of which you can then bring back to where you were stuck obviously i'm not saying if you have creative block leave something for a week or two or whatever it is to take a beat a game but uh, I think coming back to it after just a period away, just walking away from it for, you know, maybe an hour, maybe a day is all you need to do. And you, right. your brain just has a reset. Right. I think it's important for everybody to realize that sometimes in order to take a step or two forward, you got to take that step back mm -hmm. and you got to take that step back and, and, you know, just maybe disconnect for a little bit. Um, you know, that's the main point that Eric's making. And if you try to, it's like if you try to stare at something for too long to try to figure out what's wrong with it, yeah, you'll you, never see you're it. probably not going to figure it out. You'll yeah. Never, but then you, you, you go away for a few seconds, few minutes, maybe a day or two, you come back and it jumps out at you. Yeah. And you know pretty well, like at this point, I've gotten used to doing that with you guys. Like if I'm, working on something for a long stretch like if i'm you know recently it was the game design document for our second game and a lot of the diagrams and stuff for that and i 
you know, I was tunnel visioned in on it. And then at one point I kind of just handed it off to you guys and say, all right, look at it, give me feedback because I need a fresh set of eyes. I might've missed something. So I think that can apply yeah. in so many, so many cases. Right. Then you put the horse blinders on in the feed bag and you're good to go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and you take off toward the gate. Um, is there anything else that you have in terms of what people should know if they're you know, building, uh, world building, character building, story building? Uh, do you have any other piece of advice that you would like to share? Read more. That's, that has been, I know a lot of people, you know, don't find a lot of times for books, but you know, you've got audiobooks and all kinds of stuff, podcasts now. Um, I'd say just read more stories or consume more stories in whatever method you can, because that has been the most positive way that I've been able to increase my creativity for sure. So that's something I would highly suggest. Awesome, dude. Well, thank you for answering all those questions. And thank you to everybody else for taking the time to watch and or listen. If you'd like to support us, uh, we are greatly appreciative. And you can dive deeper into the world of game development on our Patreon. That starts at $1 a month. Uh, The link will be in the show description. If you would like to follow us on social media, you can do so at nebulos underscore ENT to stay up to date with some development as well. But Patreon dives deeper. And above all, remember that there is a story in all this, but it's up to you to choose how you write yours. Have a good night.